Hey guys, it's George here, back with another podcast. So we're going to talk today about something that is obviously very prevalent at the moment, and that is how can we reduce our chances of getting ill, or how can we improve our immune system, um, or make sure we have a healthy immune system to help us um, fight off any infections, any diseases, anything like that that might come our way. Now, obviously there are certain things that we can't avoid, but we're talking here mostly about kind of the everyday common cold, flu, um, and things like that. Um, I suppose some of these things will uh, also relate to COVID, but obviously um, it's kind of a different set of rules that apply there considering how contagious it is. Um, So that would be more to do with minimising our exposure to uh, people with the illness. But other than that, all of these things are relevant for most illnesses that we can just catch that are contagious on a day-to-day basis. So we're going to go through some simple points, first of all, and then we're going to talk about some supplements. So first of all, the basics. We need to make sure that we're eating a healthy, nutrient-dense diet. So obviously, if we're eating lots of empty calories, lots of junk food, we're not getting enough nutrients. And that just essentially means that our body isn't functioning as optimally as it possibly can. And how can we then expect our, ourselves to, uh, to to kind of fight off these illnesses if our body isn't in that optimal state or close to optimal? So we need to make sure that we do have a good diet in place and we're eating lots of nutrients. We're going to talk about how we can potentially supplement with some of those nutrients in a minute, but mostly um, very important to make sure we get enough through our diet as well. Uh, Also, the most obvious one would probably be minimizing our exposure to those people who are ill, um, people who have common cold, flu, things like that. Anything that's going to be contagious, if we just minimize our exposure, that is the most obvious way. Um, Obviously, that's very relevant at the moment with the, the social distancing, but we, we do need to make sure that we do that regardless of if it's COVID or any other thing that we know someone is ill, um, potentially that we're close to. If we can avoid or minimise the contact or exposure with that person, then that is an ideal way to prevent us from getting ill in the first place. Uh, also drinking plenty of fluids, that kind of ties in with the diet. So we need to make sure that we're hydrated, again, optimally hydrated in a similar way, just making sure that our body is running um, at a good level, an optimal level. Um, and we're not running at an optimal level if we're dehydrated. So very important that we keep hydrated there. Uh, another one would be we need to make sure that we're sleeping enough. Not enough sleep can have massive impacts on our health, also our short-term health, including our immune health. So very important that we keep those immune defenses up by getting a good amount of good quality sleep. So we're talking at least seven to kind of nine hours of sleep. Um, if we can, roughly trying to aim for that eight-hour mark. But if we can get seven hours of good quality sleep, then that's good. Also managing our stress, now that's a major one there, managing stress um, in terms of something that potentially people don't really think about as much, uh, but it is really, really important. And we know that when we're stressed, a little bit like when we don't get enough sleep, there are negative responses that happen in the body that can dampen our immune system. So very important. Um, If you do a quick Google, I'm sure you'll see from kind of most articles online that if we are stressed or chronically stressed, anxious for a long period of time, um, that can basically make us a little bit more susceptible to getting ill. So um, very important that we do put that at the forefront of our mind, or at least up there with some of the other things that we're focusing on when it comes to uh, preventing illness. So next one I would say would be washing our hands. Another important one, obviously very similar to the minimizing the exposure to to sick people or ill people. Um, Washing our hands is an obvious one, something that we can do regularly um, and for the correct amount of time and thoroughly and that can help us again avoid these illnesses or avoid catching these illnesses. Um, 
Another one kind of on the same topic of hygiene would be avoid touching our eyes, nose or mouth. Again, that is something that is relevant at the moment, but it is another obvious one, um, but it kind of falls under the same bracket of hygiene. But the final one I would talk about, the main point would be exercise. Uh, now, exercise, we know it's got a positive impact on our general health and again, a positive impact on our immune health. Um, there's no kind of specific exercise that you have to do that will boost your immune system. You don't have to go on grueling kind of one hour, two hour long runs to get benefits. You can just do whatever is suitable to you, a manageable amount of exercise, but just making sure probably the most important thing is that we do it on a regular basis. So multiple times a week, if we can, it doesn't have to be every day at all. We need to give ourselves little rests here and there, but just some regular exercise can be great for both mental health and physical health. So that is a really important one there. Let's get on now to some supplements that you might've heard have some evidence to do with, uh, or some kind of association with our immune health. Um, now it's really important before we start this to say, there's no real way that you can boost your immune system. I don't really like to use that word boost. Uh, there's no way naturally that you could necessarily boost it, but there are ways that you could improve your overall health and your immune health um, in the short term and long term, uh, but not necessarily boost. I would kind of refrain from using that word. We're just talking about improve, improving, our overall immune health here. So we've got vitamin C. Now that's probably the most popular one that we can see. There's been quite a few studies on vitamin C um, in relation to kind of colds and things like that. Uh, and what we found basically, what the, the science, what the evidence has found is that essentially vitamin C, it can reduce the duration of colds, uh, but only if you've been supplementing regularly for a long period of time. So if you start supplementing vitamin C when you're ill in order to reduce the severity of that illness or to try and end that illness, um, likelihood is it's it's probably going to be too late uh, to start, start supplementing with vitamin C to have any effect. So we probably need to be supplementing for a longer period of time um, for that to kind of uh, to see any benefit of that. So vitamin D would be another one. Um, now it's not necessarily uh, directly linked to improving our immune function. However, it does obviously serve many functions in the body, um, but a deficiency in vitamin C, uh, vitamin D rather, um, is something that would impair immunity. So we do need to make sure we're getting enough vitamin D in our diet. And lots of us, especially in the UK, aren't getting enough because of the weather and the nature of where we live. So very important that we do get enough vitamin C, uh, vitamin D rather. Um, and essentially, there ha well, there has been some research. There was, a, there was a large systematic review that basically said that supplementation with vitamin D um, might help prevent upper respiratory tract infections. So important, again, that we just make sure that we're getting enough vitamin D and you can use that, do that through supplements. I would probably recommend that because again, it's gonna be quite difficult to get it through your diet and sunlight alone when you live in the UK. So vitamin D, looking into supplementing with that, that could have some positive effects on our immune health. Another one and the final one we're gonna talk about today is zinc. Now, sometimes you're going to the supermarket, you might see vitamin C and zinc lozenges or tablets or whatever. This is a popular one for uh, colds and flu-like symptoms. Um, and basically what the research says on zinc is that when you take your zinc lozenges or zinc tablets throughout the day, starting from when you, very, when, when you first get that first symptom of a cold or flu, essentially it will, the research has suggested that it will reduce the duration of the illness or it might reduce the duration of the illness. It's not a guarantee, um, but there has been some research, research, positive research to say that it will. Um, supplementation, you shouldn't be exceeding kind of 100 milligrams of zinc per day. 
um, and probably taking it for no more than two weeks, particularly if you've got cold for more than two weeks, then it's probably not going to do any good anyway. Um, so essentially some vitamin, uh, some zinc lozenges may help us there. Um, it may help reduce the duration of the illness that's been seen in some studies. So we could implement some zinc lozenges there. But other than that, some zinc, maybe some regular vitamin D supplementation if you want to as well. If you're not getting enough for your diet, regular vitamin C supplementation. Um, but zinc probably only when we need it, when we at the very first symptom of a cold can help reduce the duration. So hopefully that's been useful, guys. Hopefully we've got something out of that. Um, generally, I would just tend to stick to those first things that we mentioned, that group of simple things that we can do to help uh, improve our immune system or at least maintain its good health. Um, and then some other supplements there that we just mentioned that we could implement if we need to. So hopefully that's been useful, guys. And thank you very much for listening um, and stay tuned for the next podcast.